Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Ah, uh, yes, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday. I'll tell you what here, George. We are inching ever so slightly toward sports resuming. The NBA starting to take steps. The NHL, they're uh, starting to vote on what their postseason format may look like. This is exciting stuff. Are you not interested in this, George Rice? Are you excited over here? I am interested. I am not excited. Not excited. Okay. No, I, ref- I refuse to get my, my hopes up just to be let down. I'm hoping that everything goes as planned. The term that I would use to describe my feeling right now would be cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. I am hopeful that these things will open up on time. I'm also cautious that anything could happen at any point in, point in time because it's it's almost like when something destroys your sense of innocence. <laughs> like, like if you were like, if you are a person who believes that if you never get, if you never do anything wrong, then the police won't ever bother you. And I, and that's the way I lived my life. Despite what other people told me, this is what I, my experience showed me until the police knocked on my, my door one time in 2010. And I was like, I was in the bed sleep. Like, why are you bothering me? So it's one of those things that it will destroy your innocence. And that's what the coronavirus has done is just destroyed kind of our sports innocence and all the, the normalcy that, we take for granted in life and now we have to be cautious surrounding things because anything could come up. It's funny because I just get alert alerts all the time. ESPN, Bleacher Report, Yahoo. It's just alerts, alerts, alerts. 
And there were two back-to-back alerts recently. One is a video of Stephen A. Smith, and it just says, quote, this is the perfect opportunity. And the next alert was breaking news. Patrick Ewing, former NBA All-Star and current Georgetown coach, announces he has tested positive for the coronavirus. Right? So if you look at those two things, I can fully understand, as you can too, all the money at stake. We're talking billions and billions of dollars here. I can totally understand and appreciate why these leagues are trying to get back to playing games. I just don't know if it's going to work out well. I think it's worth trying. I just don't know if things are going to go well, where all these players are being as responsible as possible, and no one gets COVID. And I, I just... I don't know how it's going to go, George, but I do at least understand why they're getting back to playing these games, taking steps toward doing so. Yeah, I do understand why. I mean, the number one motivator for people is money. So money will bring people back to the uh, table. Like the players, they're losing 25% of their salary in the NBA, so they want those games back. And they also, like their basketball players, they want to play. Football players want to play. Baseball players want to play. Hockey, this is what they choose to do and what they love. So they want to play and want to be back to work. It, it, you know, I, And I am wondering how leagues are truly going to handle it. Because we've seen where they've said, oh, yeah, we'll get back to work. If somebody gets it, no problem. We yeah. will get, uh, we'll just quarantine them. Yeah, that sounds real good until yeah. LeBron James gets it. Until, it. until a big name gets it or ends up in the hospital. Like, it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a big name, but just somebody ending up not just testing positive, but getting pretty sick from it. That could be the problem because do they have the, the metal to withstand that? Yeah, and that's the deal, man, is... It's another random example here, but there's a German soccer team, Dynamo Dresden. I ha- I'm not well steeped in knowledge of the Dynamo Dresden, George Reister. Sorry, but you're going to have to carry me on this one. But I do know this, that they reported their fourth case of the coronavirus. And so I think about this in terms of American sports. Like, when sports return, if it's the NBA, let's just say it's the NBA, for instance. Crossing your fingers as Commissioner Adam Silver... That doesn't cut it, right? Like you're, no. you're warp speed ahead of that where everything you laid out, heaven forbid a player catches it, heaven oh. forbid a player catches it and spreads it. Like You're playing with absolute okay. fire at that stage. Okay, and then think about NBA salaries. Like th- th- This isn't you know, your second string uh, punter or your you know, second string cornerback gets, gets it who's on a minimum salary like a million dollars or less. No, we're talking about if Steph Curry, it well actually, let's say if a member of the Warriors got COVID, right? Mm-hmm. The Warriors have between Draymond Green, um, Wiggins, uh, uh, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson. That's like six, seven hundred million dollars in contracts. Uh, are you going to be willing to, you know, put that at risk and potentially their health at risk? Uh, I don't know. So imagine if somebody on the Warriors gets it or somebody on the Lakers gets it, not necessarily one of the, the stars. Are you going to be willing to put your franchise players at risk is the question, because that's where the money is. Yeah, that's interesting. I've got something to add to that. 
By the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. As you heard Steve DeSager at the top of the hour in his update, the NBA, they're in open discussions with Disney. You've heard this about maybe having games in Orlando, sort of just this hub or bubble, if you will, this campus. That's how Adam Silver has described it. I would say this, George, based on what you just said about the Golden State Warriors. If I'm Adam Silver, I'm going to take a more measured approach here. I'm just going with the playoff teams right now. I say, hey, you 14 teams that are on the outside of the playoffs looking in right now, sorry, bye-bye, better luck next year. But I'm not taking a risk with half the league, essentially, over there in Orlando where someone could catch the virus, could spread it to a player on a playoff team. Now, all of a sudden, the playoffs are at stake. No, I'm not taking a chance. I would just have 16 teams, maybe have a couple of exhibition games, get into the playoffs. I'm not taking unnecessary risks with these non-playoff teams. I'm not risking the playoffs where, hey, maybe a a ninth seed right now can sneak into the eighth spot and get their teeth kicked in in the first round. No, get out. Better luck next year is what I say. The NBA has already played a shortened season. Well, um, you know, what was that, 2012, 2016? Yeah, t- I think it was 2012 when they the San Antonio Spurs won. They What did what they play, 54, 52 yeah, games? Yeah, all the way back to 99. That was the year after yeah. Uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Bulls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if, if you look at that and you're like, okay, this can happen. I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> Thinking about 2012, I was like, it was like that's 2016, like, right? I was like, that's that's heat, uh, Mavericks. Like, come on, man. Um, so, but that whole situation is leaks have played shortened seasons, and getting to the playoffs is the most important thing because that's where the money's at. Mm-hmm. So, yes, these regular season games are quote unquote important, but you don't want to risk having additional teams like half your league uh well 14 teams that aren't even in necessarily in the playoff hunt mm-hmm. you know fighting that's because the eight seeds aren't going to win right you just need to get to your playoffs and stop taking unnecessary risk yes. i totally agree with you there i love it look at this well a little kumbaya segment to start off the show. This is beautiful over here. But uh, yeah. You already know that you will forget the details at some point in time. <laughs> okay, all right. Don't get used to it, no, is what Reister says. Yeah, but really just play this out. This isn't some sort of asterisk, if you will. Shaq has talked about this. If, you know, the postseason gets underway, the, the champion isn't going to be recognized as a real champion it's a possibility, George, but we don't oh, know that God. it's a certainty. Is, you're playing best of seven series. God, that is yeah. so lame. I'm just the, saying. The reason why it, it's possible, though, let's just say it's Bucks Lakers in the finals. Let's just say those two teams because they're the top two seeds. If the Bucks have three positive tests and one happens to be a key player, let's say Giannis is out. Okay, it's Asterisk City at that stage. But if teams are pretty much at full strength. I think this could be even more impressive than a normal season. You don't take a a three-and-a-half-month hiatus and then crank it back up for the playoffs. It could be even tougher this year to win a championship. Yes. Shaq is off his rocker talking about an asterisk. If everybody is completely healthy, think about this. Players have been off for three-and-a-half months. 
What was Paul George dealing with? Mm. Some injuries. Kawhi Leonard. The whole Clippers team was not healthy. They should be back at full strength. Like, it, it is more difficult to navigate a season when all the players are healthy than if they are not. I mean, like, imagine if this had happened last year right before the NBA Finals. I'm sorry, right before the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. You had Kevin Durant out, right? So imagine Kevin Durant going, uh, oh. having three and a half months oh. to rehab. He would have never, he probably would have never torn his Achilles at that point in time. He would have had time to like rehab, sit back, relax, make sure everything was good, get treatment. And then the Warriors win another championship. So it is way harder to win a championship while everybody's at full speed and full steam and full strength that everybody will be when they come back. No doubt. And I think if Adam Silver does what I think he should do and says, hey, just the 16 playoff teams right now, that's only who's invited to Orlando. We're not taking unnecessary risks. Bye-bye, those other 14 teams. That isn't going to be the equivalent of an asterisk where people say, well, remember when they cut the the season short and the Blazers, they had a chance to get in there. Stop. There's there's no asterisk associated with that. So is there an asterisk for next season? Oh, because this is going to have an impact on the next season because think about this. You if if the bottom feeder teams come back and come play as well, who might we see? Clay yeah, well, Thompson, yeah, Steph yeah. Curry. But, right. I mean, could be, because Clay would have been out for a whole year already. Uh huh. So th- he may want to come back, get some shots up, get some game time in to get ready for next season. Oh, so now and Steph Curry too. No, now the Warriors have an advantage for next year. Let's put an asterisk on that. No, you play to win the game. Champions are crowned by winners. And as long as everybody's healthy, no crying aloud. Okay, let's do this coming up next from the Geico Studios. The postseason format. There's been a lot of discussion about what it might look like in the NBA. There's discussions going on right now with the NHL. What do you think should happen? What would you most want to see happen? We'll get to that. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Brian No, He is George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. You know what, George? I got a bone to pick with our guy, Don Brown. Technical producer extraordinaire. I always chat with him throughout the entire show, right? We go to break, and I'll talk to him, and I'm like, hey, Don, what's going on, man? What's up in your world? And then I asked him a question, key question. I said, are you going to be turning down El Pollo Loco again tonight? And he was like, yep, yeah, I'm going to have to say no go on that one. Again, again, and he said it so nonchalantly, George. (laughs) It's like no guilty conscience at all. What's the problem with that? Like, it is okay to turn that down. I mean, no, it isn't. No, you're wrong. You're factually wrong about that. No, it's not okay to turn it down one and then repeatedly turn it down while not seeing anything wrong with repeatedly turning it down. It's completely wrong. You got to do what you got. I mean, like, how how can you discount somebody else's food choices? Like, aside from putting Velveeta on tacos, like, you can say no to that. Like, I regularly, like, even though I do enjoy El Pollo Loco, like, it's not at the top of the things that I'm going to choose. Wow, man. Like, here's the thing. I'm partially with you, George. Food, it's a tomato-tomato thing. I understand we're going to have different tastes and different choices and all of that, but every now and then there's something that's just factually wrong. Turning down El Pollo Loco numerous times is factually wrong. You're factually incorrect at that point. Wow. Yeah. That's what it says in my manual. I don't know there if you are, have the same one. Other, there are other much better options. <laughs> so, I, I mean, like, it's my, my family, truthfully – my my family, like that's one of their go-tos of like we're on the run, something fast, casual, that's uh-huh. not, you know, that's not true fast food. They, they yeah. want something fast, casual. See? But at the same time, I'm always poo-pooing it. I am oh, the, I am the El Pollo, po- Pollo Loco poo-poo king. It is. Awesome. Last thing I'll say about this, it's walking distance from the studio where the guys are there in Sherman Oaks in the L.A. area. And, and so, like, there are some... Places where, look, if you are, with these were normal times, it's like, hey, we're going out. Where do you want to go? That's different than saying, hey, there's a place walking distance away. We can get fresh, hot food. And he's still turning it down left and right. It's unbelievable to me. There are fast food places that I'm like, yeah, you know, Wendy's isn't at the top of my list. But if it's walking distance and I can eat food, yeah, I'm going to eat it. Hell no. <laughs> Listen. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. (laughs) Those are words to live by, no. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, let's apply that to the sports world because just because you can come back and have an extended postseason, if you will, more teams than normal, should you? If you look at the NHL, so the NHL PA, they have approved a 24-team playoff format. 
So that format now goes to the league where they would have to approve it. And if they do, voila, presto, you get 24 teams in the postseason. And you would see a best of five first like play-in series matchups where the five seed would play the 12 seed. Let's start with that, and then we'll eventually apply it to the NBA. Do you like that idea for the NHL with an expanded playoff um, format, if you will? Do you like that? I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense to get to the money. It uh, The actual, like, what I think the best plan for the NHL and the NBA is, is partially what you said, no, which is to eliminate the teams that that have no shot. Mm-hmm. And then you take the playoffs and you try to find a way because fans won't be in the, be in the stands. So you find a way to, to get to the money and either an expanded playoffs, which actually could w- put people at more, uh, create more risk because you're playing more games, all of this, but you're playing with less teams. So getting to the money, expand the playoffs, allow teams to maximize their market because people are going to eat this up. You've, we've seen the UFC ratings, NASCAR ratings, all this. People are going to watch because they are interested and they are craving this at this point in time. So this is a genius move by the NHL. Look, if this is a one-year thing and there's a global pandemic and it halted the season for months and, okay, fine. But if this is what it turns into going forward, I'm not a fan, George. Especially for the NBA. Goodness, you look at all the games. NBA plays 82 regular season games. You are, if you're having some sort of play-in tournament, you are saying even louder, don't pay attention to the regular season. <laughs> it, it turned into... <laughs> College basketball and steroids there. Because college basketball, they play 30-some games, and then they have championship week, where a team from the Summit League could be asleep at the wheel all year. And as long as they show up and ball out during championship week and win the tournament, they're into the big dance. No questions asked. I don't want the NBA to turn into that. And if it's just for one year, okay, I get it. Wouldn't be my preference. I think it's a bad move and an unnecessary risk because you're bringing in way more teams and someone could catch COVID. I wouldn't do it, but if it's just for one year, okay, fine. I'm not going to go kicking and screaming into the night, but I just don't think that's the way it should be going forward at all. Dude, people come up with gimmicks all the time. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a gimmick for the a year. And yes, you may find some things that you like or you want to adopt into it, which I which I don't hate because the NBA was already tinkering with Adam Silver was already, you know, getting bright ideas about a midseason tournament, all this stuff to drum up excitement on the regular season, which the NBA has lost some of that because of load management, because players are, you know, we're eyeing the playoffs, looking to the future and they'll sit out and all this, which is which fans don't like. So coming up with something that will, you know, get fans more interested is a good idea. But you do have to vet these things out. And this year where you have weird stuff going on is the optimal scenario to do that. Yeah, it's this NHL proposal. So you would have the top four seeds they would receive buys. And so you would have these play-in series, best of five, so the five seed would play the 12 seed, the six seed plays the 11 seed, so forth and so on. 
So the top four seeds, they're chilling, right? And they might play some exhibition games to get ready because that actually might work against them if some of these teams in the play-in series, they get some reps and they get comfortable and the chemistry is back and (laughs) these top four seeds are just sitting around waiting to play. They could be at a disadvantage. They're expected to play a couple of exhibition games. Oh, we've seen that, though. We, we've seen that where in uh, the NCAA tournaments, we've seen that in, you know, in series when teams get long layoffs, particularly in basketball, if a team sweeps a team and then a team goes to a seven-game series, that game one is usually won by the team that went to the seven-game series because they're, they're warmed up, they're primed up, and they have just come off of, you know, having to play high-level basketball to get out of that series, and they kind of catch the other team off guard. So, yeah, that, that's a fair point there. I don't like the idea of the 24th team in the NHL just, <laughs> you know, like getting hot at the right time. It's like, what, well, who invited you? The, what are you see, doing here? See, that's the difference between the NHL and every other sport besides kind of baseball is the fact that the NHL playoffs regularly has, you know, one seeds will get beat by eight seeds. They'll go deep in the playoffs. Yes. Just because you're in a one, one seed does not mean that you're going to go deep in the playoffs because the NHL playoffs is like it is one of the most grueling and and like home ice advantage doesn't really have the same impact. It, it's a zoo. Mm-hmm. So you can have that 24th team who was rested, all of a sudden they click, they're gelling, playing well. Like a, like every season there's teams that are tremendously talented that, you know, play below expectations. And this COVID may have just changed things for that team. Now imagine, you know, that 23rd, 24th team coming in, get getting hot, dude. That would be the story <laughs> of the world. Like, oh, yes, the underdog story. Anybody has a chance. Yeah, only in hockey, though. You know what I hate is that if the if the NBA playoffs come back, right? They play the whole thing out. If there's a team that and Adam Silver says he wants best of 7 series. That's the goal is to have best of 7 every step of the way just like a normal postseason. If there's a team that gets hot at the right time, ends up winning it all and they weren't one of the favorites heading into the postseason, most people are going to be like, ah, it's garbage. It doesn't really count. Like, we didn't see the Utah Jazz winning the whole thing. So, asterisk. I don't like that concept of, like, I think you have to really look at what their road was, who they went up against, were their opponents at full strength. If they are, you can't sell them short if they win a championship. No, man. Right? You earn championships. And as long as you have to play the series, you earn them. Like, like this whole concept of, you know, it, you're a paper champion. No, if you have to jump through the same hurdles as everybody else, granted, it may be a shortened season, any of that. It was fair for everybody. Everybody had the same opportunity, and that's the only thing that matters. That's why you're not a paper champion. If everybody doesn't have the same opportunity, then yes, you can put an asterisk next to it. You know, the only thing that matters right now is that a friend of America, Mr. Steve DeSager, is with us. 
And he's spinning spinning us around the sports landscape. That uh, hey, matters Steve. a great deal right now. What's going on, Steve? Hello, gentlemen. And as far as low seeds getting hot in the Stanley Cup playoffs, we have seen that before. I looked it up 2002 when the L.A. Kings won a title. That was a matchup with the New Jersey Devils as the nine seed overall out of the 16 playoff teams. They had home ice. The Devils were nine seed overall, and the Kings were 13 seed overall, and that was your Stanley Cup Finals matchup. Somebody that wasn't even in the top eight out of the 16 playoff teams was going to win the Stanley Cup that year. What if you have 21 versus 24 this year? Exactly. Exactly. Because they're saying yes to it's the green light to a 24 team playoff. You know, you're just going straight to the postseason whenever you resume. And many other aspects still need to be negotiated with the union, by the way, before they can resume. You, You could say even the NBA is farther down that road now than the NHL is, certainly. Because they haven't even talked about uh, what sites they're going to narrow it down to, the neutral sites for the NHL. Las Vegas is certainly one of the ones on the list with all its hotels. But keep in mind that if they go straight to playoffs, and that's what they're going to say yes to, the Board of Governors are expected to say yes maybe in the next few days, that means the seven non-playoff teams this year, they're done. And they would potentially have nine to ten months off. Because if you go from March's suspension of the season to probably a late start for next season... Wow, they're going to be sitting around twiddling their thumbs with no actual competition against other NHL teams for a very, very long time. As for the NBA news, the league says it plans to restart the regular season in late July near Orlando. All 30 basketball teams could be stationed there in a more controlled environment. Many details remain. That sports complex is about 20 miles outside of Orlando, about 70 miles west of Tampa. It's a 250-acre campus, larger than some towns. The place includes not only the 5,000-seat arena that also hosts an annual college basketball holiday tournament. It has two other buildings with six basketball courts each. And most importantly, there are nearly 24,000 hotel rooms within this campus outside Orlando. If approved, training camps could open there by early in July. Still, again, many details remain to be hammered out with the union on all of this. NASCAR is in Charlotte for tomorrow night's Coca-Cola 600 on Fox TV, 6 p.m. Eastern time. The Xfinity race will be Monday night on FS1 with the Truck Series race Tuesday night on FS1. Cup Series is back Wednesday night on FS1. And you mentioned the ratings for last weekend. I saw the list of the top five in sports. Last weekend, number five was the UFC, 1.2 million viewers. Then up to the Charity Golf, which got 2.3 million. Then the two final episodes of the Bulls documentary which averaged about 5.6 million. And number one was the return of NASCAR, 6.3 million viewers on Fox from Darlington with no fans in attendance last weekend. By the way, it is Charlotte for hosting this weekend, this Memorial Day weekend. And NASCAR, of course, is only racing at Southern Tracks for at least the next month to be closer to the Charlotte headquarters. Back to you. Good stuff, Steve DeSager. Those are some major nuggets right there. I like that. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. By the way, George, so Eli Manning, he's on Twitter now. You see this? And he quoted Jimmy Chitwood from the movie Hoosiers. And uh, I just have to say that I've never seen that movie, George, as a Hoosier. I'm from (laughs) Indiana. (laughs) Man, get out of here. What is up with you, bro? Like what kind of person? Like this is. There are certain things that I believe 
truthfully, that when you work in certain industries, it's like <laughs> mandatory viewing. Okay. Like if you are in the sports world, in the sports industry, Hoosiers is mandatory viewing. Remember the Titans mandatory viewing. You know, like uh, the the last dance mandatory viewing. Okay, I agree with the last one for sure. That, you have to at this. There was a pandemic going on. You had to watch the last dance if you're in sports broadcasting, dude. In any type of world, like you have to watch these things. Like, how can you? How can you exist without like knowing a Hoosiers reference? Eh, haven't gotten around to it. Like, I know. Okay, the, the hoops are ten feet tall. Okay. Got it. Have you great? Have have you seen? Uh, uh, he got game. Yes, yeah, I have seen that numerous times, actually. Caddyshack. Caddyshack is the most overrated movie in the history of movies. It sucks. I don't understand why people worship Caddyshack. It's not funny at all. It's a terrible movie, and yet it's worshipped like it's great. It drives me crazy. Are you a Caddyshack fan? I do like Caddyshack. Oh. It is quite. It is quite funny. How about it's Tin awful. Cup? How about Tin Cup? I have not. I have not seen Tim, Tin Cup. No. Haven't crossed that off the list just yet. What else is on there? What else? I mean, re- <laughs> remember the Titans. I've seen it. We've talked about this. I go, it's good. And you love it. You're like, good. What? Get out of here. It's good. It's remember good. the it's Titans good is probably the best football movie of all time, period. How about Miracle? Have you seen Miracle? No, it was on last night. That's like, listen, I can smell the cheese factor from 10 miles away. And a lot of movies, they're high in the cheese factor. The cheese rating is off the charts. If I smell cheese, I'm the opposite of, you know, a mouse. I'm like, get it out of here. I don't want it. Right? Mouse goes straight to the cheese. I go away from it when it's a sports movie with cheese. Oh, so they're like... Velveeta, if (laughs) Rocky. (laughs) Yes, I've seen all the Rocky movies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hoop hoop Dreams. I don't think I've seen Hoop Dreams, no. No, I haven't crossed that one off the list. Major League. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. See, I've I've seen a lot of movies. I mean, come on. Very good movie. Very good movie. Love The Wrestler. Yeah. Okay. Field, Field of Dreams. That's mandatory viewing. I haven't seen the whole thing. I got it. What? I, yeah, I know. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so when so when people say if you build it, they will come. You're like, uh, oh no, I, guess. I know. Like th- that's obvious. Those references are so obvious, right? I understand it, but no, I haven't seen the whole thing. My bad on that one, George. I'll get on it. So Moneyball. I, I haven't seen that one either. What? The, how? I know. I know. This I, is know. I haven't got about a, analytics. And yeah, I what's know. I know. On. I know. I know. Brad Pitt. And yes, I, fantastic. But I haven't gotten around to seeing that. I've meant to see Moneyball numerous times, and for whatever reason, I just haven't. So no, I'm not sensing the cheese factor being through the roof with Moneyball. I just, I don't know. For one reason or another, I just haven't gotten around to seeing it. Rudy. Come on, man! I'm from South Bend. What do you mean? You, 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 yeah, yeah. How does that work? Come on, I'm from South Bend, but you haven't seen Hoosiers. Like that, that doesn't work. I'm not so supposed to assume you've seen that. Like, come on, man. Yeah, White- but I'm more of a football fan than a basketball fan. At least Rudy was made in modern times. It's not like mostly black and white. <laughs> Like Hoosiers, like I just have this feeling of uh, there are going to be some good scenes, but there are going to be a lot of scenes where I'm just rolling my eyes like, oh, my gosh, get me through this thing. That's just my gut feeling about Hoosiers. Is that okay, wrong? Th- 
No, dude, it's a solid movie. I just don't understand. Okay, look, I'm I, I'm a person like if if there are some things that come up in the sports world and and books that people rec- recommend um, anything, uh, I go and read those because I want to be up on all this. I just don't. I I just think that that there are like if you are a I don't know like if you are a like person in politics like you should <laughs> read or like watch political movies especially uh-huh. if they're documentaries or something like you should watch them like how don't you think that this is like a job requirement yeah i, I don't think it rises to that level it's a reference here or there you know and it really we don't talk about these movies as if it's a sports debate you know it's not like a i don't know name one of these debates where it's um you know did jordan keep Isaiah Thomas off of the dream team. That's a conversation. You're going to talk about that for a handful of segments, right? You're not going to be talking about movies and breaking them down. It just doesn't come into play as much. So are documentaries more of a must watch? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I definitely think so. In this day and age. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. That's, that's better. That's okay. That's better <laughs> because you can't just be like, oh, yeah, 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 it's whatever. I, I just watch anything. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't watch anything. Like, pop okay, culture according to is you, I need a quadruple header over here, a, tr- a quadruple feature of Hoosiers. Um, what else? Uh, Field of Dreams. What else is in that realm that I, you have? No, what? I'm trying to think of what you. These are like the most. legendary movies. Like they should be part of it. I mean, like okay. I I watched I Tanya just just to find I out more info. Yeah. Oh, but you watched I Tanya, I yeah. Tanya, but but you won't watch these other movies. Who was the the woman that played Tanya Harding's mom? That was a great performance, by the way. And uh, that what a character, right? Crazy. Yes. Yeah. Because that that whole thing with Tanya, Tanya Harding uh, hitting. Um, oh, what's her name in the Nancy knee? Kerrigan. Good Lord, George. Nancy Kerrigan. Dude, I was like seven years old, but I remember <laughs> it. And, but I, I watched it to make sure that I was up on it. But um, we, we got to have Lee Robert to lap the fourth. He's talking to me in my ear about who played those roles. I know it was. Go ahead. Lee, it, who that, were, that, that would be Allison Janney, who played the mom. Great actress, as well as Margot Robbie, who played. I played Tanya. And she yep. did a great job as well. Yeah, no doubt. Lee is like Mr. Hollywood over here. Did he you see Million Dollar Baby? I did see that. Very good movie. Okay. Sad. Sad. Yes. Yes, that was super sad. It, oh. it, I, what a turn, what, right? Like It was like uh, the sports version of From Dusk Till Dawn. You're just yeah. watching one movie and then boom, we, sharp left. It's a different movie now. It was crazy. That's the way I felt about... Uh, Southpaw as well, dude. It was such a great movie, but then it just like pulls at all the heartstrings and all the in all the places, and right. you know, it's like pe- people start cutting onions while you're while you're watching. It's just not fun. <laughs> all right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, there's a potential major change on the table. Are we for it or against it? I'm Brian. Though he's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! 
I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote I'm Brian, though. He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. You know, it's not quite heavy metal, but are you a big Danzig fan, George? It's like, you know, it's the kissing cousin of metal, if you will. So I could see you just loving some Glenn Danzig action over there. Is that correct? Never heard of him. Nope. <laughs> Literally never in my life heard that combination of words together before. Unbelievable. Listen to you. If you have you heard of Johnny Cash before? Of course, dude. Yeah. Well, there's a Johnny Cash song 13. It was actually featured, a rendition of it was featured at the beginning of the movie The Hangover. I'm sure you've seen The Hangover, right? One of the yep. greatest comedies of all time. Yeah, Glenn Danzig wrote the lyrics for 13 that was performed by Johnny Cash. How about a little music trivia for Dude, you there, George? How dare you? How dare you be appalled at me not knowing who this person is, this group or whatever it is, is, and you not seeing Hoosiers and, you know, <laughs> movies that are literally in your line of work. All right. That makes sense. Hey, we spent longer talking about Glenn Danzig, as it turns out, than Hoosiers. Where we have a, like this in depth discussion. If I had seen it, what we would have been breaking down one-liners? No, we would have said five words about it and then moved on. That's how it goes. Nobody cares about them, bro. Nobody <laughs> cares about them. <laughs> All right, I want to get to this. I know you care about this proposed rule change in the NFL where instead of an onside kick, a team would have a chance to retain possession of the football. They just scored they could try to convert 4th and 15. If they do, then they would maintain possession of the football, keep on going, try to score some points. I think this, George, I think that if they go down this route, down this road, and they implement 4th and 15, I don't think that it should wipe out the onside kick. 
I think you should have an option. If you want to go onside kick, hey, maybe you don't have a prolific passing team. Maybe you want to go surprise onside, a la Sean Payton when the Saints beat the Colts in the Super Why Bowl. Why do you like these wacky rules? Why? Can you answer me that? I'm just telling you this, George. I said if. If they include 4th and 15, it should be in addition to the onside kick. It shouldn't eliminate the onside kick. That's all I'm telling you. What do you think about that? (laughs) He's letting it marinate. He's uh, letting it sink in, contemplating. I I picture you like that sculpture with the guy with the fists up to his chin. Oh, up to his chin. Yeah, no, bro. I, I just don't. I'm not a tinkerer. I don't like I like I am not for these video game rules. Okay. I like football in and of itself. The most popular game in the in the United States, right? Yes. It's not even close. In terms of viewership, ratings, you know, like yeah. money bringing in all of that. So why do you get to tinkering with it? I hear you. Like, man. I, 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 I get that certain rules when it comes to player safety uh-huh. are, you know, a big deal. And that those are things that you may want to change. But when it comes to just tinkering just for the sake of tinkering, <laughs> nope, I am out on that because, because you can take something that's so great that people love so much and mess it up. Just I like you, they did with that with that silly pass interference re- review, except for was this just, would be it was, potentially worse. It was clunky because they just didn't handle it well. I don't think it was a bad concept at all. I just think that it was mismanaged, and that that's on them. I, I think this is the reason why they're thinking about 4th and 15, George. As you well know, the onside kicks, like the, the recovery rate, the successful rate, it's so far down. Since 2018, they only recover it 11% of the time. They've well, recovered, that's because they changed. 12, 12 out of 114 onside kicks have been recovered. And go ahead, you exactly, spell it out, because they've changed the rules. No, I'm, I'm saying they, they changed the way onside kicks could be done, so the, yes. the rate of getting them went went down. But the but the thing about it is, why are we worried about an onside kick so much? The only reason why you need an onside kick is because you're down and you're in a disadvantageous situation because uh-huh. you screwed up the last, you know, the the uh, first fifty nine yeah the first yeah. fifty nine minutes of the game. So <laughs> so you, I mean, like it's like a bailout for a football team. You don't get a chance to just come back and get some weird rule that allows, you know, for make it more competitive when you okay. screwed up the first 59 minutes. Nope, Look, sorry. I hear what you're saying, you're but it would make for more entertaining finishes, and we can't make 4th and 15 sound like it's 4th and 2. Over, since 2000, 4th and 15 plays, teams have converted them 25% of the time. So you have a, a better success rate than kicking an onside kick, but it's not by leaps and bounds. It's not like it's 11% with onside kicks and like 59%. 11% sounds pretty doggone good because if you had a 0% chance of winning, now you got an 11%. That's big. Okay, coming up next from the Geico Studios, the lesser player would produce the better doc. George, I got a question for you. You're going to be watching some golf tomorrow. Going to watch a little... Brady Manning, Tiger Phil, you going to be in for that? I already know the results. You do? So, yeah. It's easy work. 
Tiger's, what's going to happen? Tiger Woods is going to win. Like I know Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning will will win. I know that this thing is for charity and it's supposed to be for a good cause, but there must be a winner and loser. We live in America. We don't like the whole, you know, just just play for the good of everything. No, we must win or we must lose. And I and Tiger Woods, one of my favorite athletes of all time, I refuse to see a world or live in a world where he takes an L. Okay, so it's just simply that. You're a Tiger guy and he's going to figure out a way. Yep. Okay. And 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 also Brady over Manning too. I'm sorry, uh Manning over Brady too. I think that Manning's a better quarterback. Oh, you're not serious. Please I'm tell me you're you're joking here. Dead serious, bro. Are you kidding that, me? That Manning you know what? was Lee Manning was asked to do more. Clear out everything else we had planned this hour. It's Brady versus Manning for the next hour. What what's your rationale for Peyton Manning being better than Brady? Peyton Manning was asked to do more. He was, he didn't have the same level of coach for the extended period of time that, that Brady has had it, in the stability of how, having Bill Belichick. Every player who's ever played for Bill Belichick has said nobody's ever more prepared. Uh, he is phenomenal coach. He'll cheat to win anything. Like he's willing to do everything. And yes, Tom Brady has been phenomenal. But if you had put Peyton Manning with Tom Brady, I'm sorry, with Bill Belichick, for this long longevity, you wouldn't probably have six Super Bowls. You probably have eight. Oh, you are out of your mind! How can you say that? Like, look at the amount of times Peyton Manning has wet himself Peyton in the playoffs. Was the offensive coordinator? He was the, the offensive, offensive coordinator. coordinator. What? Like, come on, Tony Dungy. I know he's a defensive guy, defensive-minded head coach. But man, he's but a Tom phenomenal Moore, head coach. Tom Moore knows offense. You can't sell him short. Not saying that. However, if you look at the at the line of scrimmage work that Peyton Manning did versus what Tom Brady does, one of one of these guys is operating a symphony himself. And the and the other guy is like you with Brady, very well prepared, delivers the ball, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But but yeah. Peyton Manning is more physically gifted. He is uh, more more accurate. <laughs> he's a better. He's asked to do more. Like I and I value that. And he's got two Super Bowls too. Like so, this is not like a oh like a comparing like a Marino to a Tom Brady. Peyton Manning when uh-huh. they went head to head, I just refused to um like to to not take into account situation. When it comes to one of the greatest players of all time. And that's why Peyton Manning, I was on the field with him. No player converted. No quarterback that I've seen converted third and nine plus at a higher rate. And and like it was like a foregone conclusion. It was like Michael Jordan hitting a three uh, hitting the game winner. Peyton Manning at third and eight, third and nine. Like you couldn't stop him. Hey, greatest regular season quarterback of all time. The oh, problem don't do is that. he wet don't himself all the time don't when it that. mattered most in the playoffs. It wasn't just him. You would him. be sitting here killing Tom Brady if he had the amount 
of leg wetting in his postseason career that Peyton Manning has had. Are you kidding? Peyton Manning throwing four interceptions against the Patriots. Peyton Manning throwing an interception in overtime against the Baltimore Ravens. Peyton Manning throwing a pick six. Hey, stop dinging that damn bell. The Super Bowl. Stop dinging that bell. Crushing Tom Brady right now if he did that. You are the same kind of guy, probably, that has these things to say about Clayton Kershaw, despite getting cheated oh, multiple oh, times oh. In, in, in the World Series. I'm glad yeah, you I, brought up Clayton Kershaw, because you do. Peyton Manning and Clayton Kershaw are very similar in terms oh, of oh, oh, even, even though Even though Clayton Kershaw got cheated multiple times. Hey, man, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Like, wow. The, the Houston Astros deal, that, that was terrible. That was awful. But and so was the Red Sox. We can't chalk up his entire postseason like, you know, leg wetting, if you will, to that. He screwed up numerous times. Were the Cardinals cheating when they scored, like, seven runs on him in one inning? No, no. It's okay, not only look, just Mariano the Astros cheating. Revi- Mariano Rivera blew a save that lost the, a World Series. So, like, let's not sit there and act like – uh, Clayton Kershaw. Okay. If you look at, hold up. If you look, look, look at, at his, what Mariano Rivera did, other than that, what has Clayton Kershaw done other than that? He's had some you, good outings. He has been close to the high side of Mariano Rivera. If you look at Clayton Kershaw's like whole postseason career, in uh, he has what 158 innings, 158 innings. And he has given, and his ERA was whip one one point one oh five. You look at his his ERA, and the reason why his ERA is a little bit inflated because the last two. <laughs> why is on. that, George? Why is his ERA a little inflated over there with Clayton uh, Kershaw? Because he got cheated. Oh, like it's okay. it's a seven in the last two years. Uh huh. Okay. Like, come on, man. He got cheated by the Red Sox. Uh-huh. He got cheated by the. Uh, by the and, way, the Red Sox, they were just relaying signals when a guy was on second oh, stop. base. Oh, stop. Big deal. Stop. That happens stop, all the dude. time. No. No. You believe that I have some oceanfront property in Idaho <laughs> to sell you, bro. Oceanfront. Okay. Premium. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it was what? They were banging on trash cans? I missed I, that part I with love the Red Sox. The, I love this. Uh, this slander of two of the greatest you, you, professional no, athletes of all time. Just like, blind, I was on blind, the blind field love with them. of two of the most underperforming stud regular season athletes so you don't, that just screw so you it up think, in the postseason. I can't believe this out of your mouth, George. So, so you don't think though? Like, I, honestly, you don't think that the perception of Clayton Kershaw, because mind you, in the postseason, he's nine and eleven. Uh-huh. Nine, okay. nine wins, 11 uh-huh. losses. And, 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 and some of those are cheated wins. So you don't think that if he had two World Series rings right now that you would not be saying one single solitary word about Clayton, Clayton Kershaw? It would, it would help. It absolutely exactly. would help. Exactly. So how ring. on earth are you going to sit there and do that? You build your argument on hypotheticals. You can't it's not hypothetical. Me, hey, it's if he had a ring, then Major what? League, no. Major uh, if, he, ba- if he had won a few more games, then what? He hasn't. He, I got to go by reality, not just hypotheticals. Major League Baseball suspended people. Uh, they they found wrongdoing. They just didn't punish the players because they don't want to hurt their game. So, and they don't want players speaking out because they don't want to be punished. 
because they were mad that other people didn't get punished. So that's why they didn't punish the players. So Clayton Kershaw should have two rings oh, right now it. if it weren't stop. for the doggone cheaters. And and that and you have people like like you who sit up here and still bash the man despite <laughs> hey, knowing just what you. the outcome was. No. He has. How does that make sense? He's underperformed. No, he, he hasn't, hasn't performed to, do, to the same yes, level he, or a similar level that he has. He has not in the been. Season. He has not been lights out every time, but few people are. <laughs> However, he has been a good. Tom Brady has. Post-season. Tom Brady's been lights out in the postseason. His his game didn't post-season. fall off from the regular He's season. Lost, the postseason. How, how many Super Bowls has Tom Brady lost? Six. Six. I said, how many has he lost? How many has he lost? Uh, two. Two or three? three? Three. Three. Yeah. So how dare you act like Tom Brady's been light, lights out? He hasn't. He's lost. He's lights lost out. Other, Good Lord. He's Look lost. At, whose fault was it with those playoff losses, by Did the way? Did you see the game against the Titans? This last playoffs? Yeah, I saw the game against the Titans. Okay, Count exactly. that against them? I'm just saying. Game. So he hasn't been lights out every single time performing Look at the Super Bowl either. losses. Look at the first one when they were undefeated. He guided them down. They took a lead. The Patriots' defense couldn't get a stop. Asante Samuel Tom had butterfingers. All right, Tom Brady choked. That season, Tom what Brady happened? Choked. Wes Welker, butterfingers. That's what happened. what happened against Tom the Brady Eagles. Choked. The Patriots couldn't stop. Nick Fools couldn't Tom stop Brady him as choked. if he was all he pro. He should have scored more points. He should have scored more points. He choked. He threw that's for over the same, 500 yards the and standards on the defense. No, that's the same standard that you try to hold Clayton Kershaw to, that you try to hold Tom Brady, I mean, that you try to hold Peyton Manning to, and other people. So I am not here for the slander of some of the greatest athletes of all time. You need to stop it, Brian. No, this is ugly and unbecoming of you. I have learned that you are against the grain guy. That's what you are. If people are saying, hey, the SEC is awesome, you'll poke poke holes in it. And like, nah, is it that awesome? If people are saying, hey... Clayton Kershaw, Peyton Manning have underperformed in the postseason, which they have. You go the other way. You zig when everybody else zags. And sometimes that gets you into a a bad position here, George Reister. This is the latest edition of, I'm going to zig while you zag, America. And now you're in the spot where you're trying to prop up Clayton Kershaw and Peyton Manning. It's a joke. It's outrageous. I won't stand for it. (laughs) You're going to have to. (laughs) There's nothing that you can do about it, dude. I saw this happened man like I was on the field yeah you were on the field when it was a regular season game if it was a postseason game he'd be throwing you the ball in a critical situation that's how Peyton Manning got down more times than not (laughs) that's just the truth it's not (laughs) hatred that's not I think he's one of the best regular season he's the best regular season quarterback of all time I don't want him with the game on the line in the postseason at all because history has proven that he screws up a lot of the time this is so ugly. Like, this is not even the business. I, it's just history. It's I, facts. I it's not even better. opinion. It's true. I, I thought that you knew better, but <laughs> apparently you don't. <laughs> All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. Oh, let me just say this. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Okay, coming up next. Let's talk a little bit of golf because we uh we got off on a tangent there, but I it was entertaining, George. You know, every now and then you give me these alley oop passes, 
and I just dunk on somebody's face. You know, you threw me an alley-oop there, which was, hey, no, I'm going to make this terrible argument. And then I'm just like, blam, you know? I appreciate that, George. You're very oh, nice dude. here. Oh, oh, like you, like you did last week when you tried to oh, tell me that oh. you would trade yes. uh, Russell Wilson yes. for the number one pick for yes. the, the Browns. That was idiocy, dude. Okay. At its, Let's circle at its back best. to that because I got a text message from one George Reister this week, and I just want to circle back to that that argument, uh, with brilliant argument that I made that most of America is against. We'll do that around the corner. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. Tom Brady could do that. Tom Brady could do that. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote i'm brian no he is george reister here on fox sports radio We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Okay, before we get into uh, my brilliance when it comes to what the Seahawks should do, (laughs) Russell Wilson going forward, I I had to throw this out there, George. So before the show ended last week, we were talking about a prop bet relating to the last dance. I so episodes nine and ten okay. <laughs> aired last Sunday, and there was a prop bet: how many f bombs will be dropped on that Sunday? And the line was yep. two and a half. And I'm like, it's over all day. You kidding me? Have you watched this thing at all? And you, George, very measured. You were like, hey, well, hold on, no. And what did Careful. I say? Someone there I who, made I the, somebody who made the somebody had seen it. Yeah, so who made the prop bet, they've seen it, so they know it's going to be close, right? Yeah, it's, 
You don't, they don't know if it's going to be uh, just barely over. So I have some audio. <laughs> so this, just count the F-bombs from Dennis Rodman here last Sunday during the last dance being aired. He's going to shoot this f-er. He is not going to pass this f-er ball. It was John Paxson or you know, Steve Kerr. Hell no. He, this is his turn. Rodman hit the over with extra credit in a nine-second soundbite, George. <laughs> And the crazy part is, is that nobody else is that aside from that clip, when I was watching it, I was like, wow, because uh, b- before that, I was like, oh, wow, th- they might actually hit the the under on this. And then here comes Rodman saving the day. <laughs> and and I don't I don't think the over would it would have hit if you took out that Rodman. Uh, oh, clip. it would have hit, George. I got a little bit from Phil Jackson here. He was. uh I don't know if he was mic'd up, but there was at least a boom mic around when they were taking on the Jazz in the NBA Finals. Here's Phil Jackson. Guys, oh, this this is a scary situation, and this game should be dead meat. Damn it, get yourself serious on this. This game should be dead effing meat. I mean, that is a 90s reference right there. I don't know exactly when that phrase died out. I'm thinking it was maybe right then and there. <laughs> but you had a couple of F-bombs from Phil Jackson as well, George. So you hit yeah, the Yeah, but there, there weren't a lot from other people. Like, I, I, in some of the other episodes, there were a lot. Yeah. And I just was not expecting Phil Jackson to Phil, Phil Jackson and Rodman to be the ones to hit the over. I expected a couple out of Jordan, and I didn't, I didn't get them the way I thought I was going to get them. Yeah, yeah, he gave you a couple, but he didn't go on the, I don't know, the fast break <laughs> compilation rant of F-bombs <laughs> like before. Okay, so we get to this, George. The uh, Russell Wilson trade proposal I have. And let's just say that uh, most of America, they haven't seen my brilliance here. And you are one of these people. You texted me earlier this week. And there weren't even words. You've gotten to the point now. You're so disgusted with my brilliance that you're not texting me with words. You texted a chart to me. And the chart, it was of three quarterbacks in the first eight seasons of their career. And Russell Wilson has thrown touchdown passes that are in the vicinity of Peyton Manning and Dan Marino. And, of course, Russ with, has far up. fewer interceptions as well. Correct. So just, just so we can be clear, the – in their first eight seasons, Peyton Manning threw 4,333 passes yep. with 244 touchdowns, 130 interceptions. You have Marino, 4181, with 241 touchdowns and 136 interceptions. Mm-hmm. And then you got Mr. Russell, Hall of Famer Russell Wilson, who's still in the prime of his career, yep. doing amazing things right now. Uh, 3,777 passes, 227 uh, uh, touchdown passes. Oh, less than half of these two dudes, 68 interceptions. No, I, I hate know, to correct and, you. It's not less than half. Oh, sorry. It's well, a, I know, I know. It's close It's in half. the area, though. It's in the area, yeah. It, it's, yeah. Half of, it's half of Dan Marino and six less than half for Peyton Manning. And you are the guy that would be willing to trade yep. him, dude. Yep. This is the most trade outrageous him. thing that you have ever said. I, trade like, him. I, I will say this also, George. If they trade him, because I think the whole reason I came up with this was because of the, I guess, the story that came out within the last couple of weeks. Chris Sims said, hey, I heard some rumors that 
The Seahawks and Browns had discussions about maybe Russell Wilson in the 2018 NFL draft being moved for the number one overall pick. So I took that and I was like, wait a minute, if you apply this to next year's draft and the Jags, if they have the number one overall pick, if the Seahawks could move Russell Wilson for the number one overall pick and get Trevor Lawrence, even though they would get clobbered with dead cap money, it would be the right move. Because we could get into all the layers, George, and I'm sure we'll get into a few, but it all boils down to this. If Trevor Lawrence turns out to be the real deal in the NFL, it is all worth it. All of these things that you bring up, oh, what about the dead cap money? Doesn't matter. Oh, what about the, the what, what about this and what about... Nothing matters if Trevor Lawrence is the real deal in the NFL, and I'm betting on him being that. Why would you, like, it still doesn't make sense why you would trade one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of quarterbacking for a lottery ticket. Like, you, like you, you've already won a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. You may get another Super Bowl victory with Russell Wilson. By the way, how did and, you lose that second Super Bowl? I'm just trying to remember. Oh, he threw an interception to lose the game. But continue. Go ahead. Uh, it was a total bad, bad play call. Would would be the reason why they why they. I don't lost. know why. I don't. And I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan. He's dynamic. He's fantastic. But for a second, how did he get completely bailed out? And it was only Daryl Bevel. You're one of the best quarterbacks in football. You don't make that throw if it isn't a sure thing. He should have gotten blamed way more no, for the outcome no, of that Super Bowl. No, because because the thing is is that. On that type of throw, that way we can just explain it. On that type of throw, you do not have a chance to read the coverage. Like, I'm sorry, you don't have a chance to read it. You you just throw the football. He made a good pass to where his receiver could could catch it, and the and the defender made a Mal, Malcolm Butler made yeah. the one of the most ridiculous interceptions that you will ever see. And and when when you look at the play. Um, uh, Jeff Swartz, uh, for, former mm-hmm. Oregon guy, broke down <laughs> nice. this thing. And he he broke down this thing in in an article for one of the sites, either Bleacher Report or SB Nation. One of them. He did a big write up on it, and he talked about how, like that, this was that based upon the formation that the Seahawks were in. That where everybody was like, oh, you should have handed the ball to Marshawn Lynch. But he broke it down based upon what the Patriots had been doing. Right. And and what um, and what the Seahawks were in, which was 11 personnel, one tight end, one back, three wide receivers that running that they couldn't that the uh, Patriots were in a goal line defense. So based upon that look, they could not run the football. They had to throw the football against that. They had a good play. Dude just made a better play. Like it, like that's the, yeah. Yeah. Listen, Malcolm Butler deserves the most credit on that play. And we don't need to get into it knee deep, but all I'm saying is, Russell Wilson deserves some blame. It no, he made a Darryl good Bevel. pass. It wasn't an errant pass. He, he was he fired up. A, they went to the side. He went to the sideline. He was like, "What happened?" It's like, "What do you mean? What happened? Are you exactly. kidding right now?" Be- because he made a good pass. He threw. It wasn't an errant pass. It was a good pass that got inter- intercepted. There's nothing that you can do about that. Like there was no pass. Like there was no way that Russell Wilson could have thrown that ball any better. 
Okay, right, but you've got to see the field. And he's not this stationary Phillip Rivers quarterback. If it's not there, if it isn't clear as day, you've got an open receiver and there isn't the slightest chance that it could be intercepted. This isn't fourth down. This isn't do or die. You've got your legs. You can extend the play. No, you can you use your athleticism. The play. They were you, in you a, don't ha- they were And in you've a got beast mode in the backfield defense. for the next down. You you don't throw it in if there's any type of risk. And he did. He deserves some blame every, for that. No, every pass has risk. Like oh, he goodness. he threw a he threw a catchable ball. If you're gonna blame anybody, truthfully, the uh-huh. wide receiver is the person that you blame because he should have run a better route. You cannot let a cornerback run through you in that situation on a catchable pass. If it were a bad pass, yes, that that was on two things. Uh, the the Seahawks got outplay called, and then they got. Uh, outdone by the cornerback and the wide receiver. Russell Wilson deserves zero blame oh, for that. Stop. Zero. None. That's outrageous, George Rice. They're unbelievable. I'm just telling you, from, now, a, from a football perspective, yeah, I got you sidetracked zero. because I, uh, I threw in a little bit of a cheap shot there with Russell Wilson throwing the interception that he should be getting more blame for. I do believe that. But we'll circle back here because I know that you're, you're I don't know, 30% through your argument against me? I don't know. <laughs> we, we got a little bit more to go here, which is fine. And we'll circle back to that momentarily, but we've got Steve DeSager, a friend of America, to spin us around first. What's going on, Steve? Hello. Programming note, by the way, FS1 about to carry the Wilder versus Fury bout two, the one from this year. They've just finished yet another of those great MLB games. It was a game two, bottom of the ninth homer for the White Sox to beat the Astros in the 2005 World Series they just showed, and it was Andy Pettit, the starting pitcher for the Houston Astros against Mark Burley in this one. FS1's going to have three more German soccer league games live or showing tomorrow. Still no fans in attendance there. And live NASCAR tomorrow on Fox TV. Tomorrow night in Charlotte, Coca-Cola 600, 6 p.m. Eastern time. The big NBA news, potentially big, is that the league plans to restart the season Late July, near Orlando, the league is in talks to use Disney Sports Complex as the lone NBA campus for practices, games, and housing. There are over 20,000 hotel rooms within that campus. If approved, training camps could open there by early July. Currently, more than half of the league's teams have opened their own facilities for individual player workouts. No scrimmages allowed there. As far as this year's NBA schedule, each team had under 20 games left in a full regular season. This apparently will not be a full regular season. It could be about 70 five games this year instead of 82 all this to be decided the league will hold a board of governors call on friday many details as far as the orlando idea remain including the availability of virus tests and determining how many workers from each team would be allowed the new york times said nba teams have been told they would likely be allowed to bring only about 35 players coaches and staff into a campus environment if the current season resumes in july in normal circumstances the article said nba team travel parties routinely exceed 50. Once at the campus site, teams could share medical and security personnel. It's possible to have practices at home before going to Orlando. A lot to be decided, but they're starting to get down that road. And last night, the NHL player reps approved restarting with a 2014 playoff this year instead of 16 teams. 
Canada's NHL clubs have acknowledged that a regular season with fans is done. They've started offering season ticket holders rebate or refund options. Again, NASCAR in Charlotte tomorrow night. And don't forget Xfinity Monday night on this holiday weekend on FS1. Truck Series Tuesday night FS1. Cup Series returns Wednesday night on FS1. Not everything going on on this holiday weekend and no Indy 500, but some news to pass along. Brian No, George Reister, back to you. Good stuff, Steve. You're a miracle worker right now. You're a magician doing a fantastic job. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I'll say this real quick, and we'll get right back to the Russell Wilson thing. George, Steve mentioned Andy Pettit in his update. I don't know why. When he was with the Yankees, he had one of the best... I don't know, scowls toward the catcher where he would cover almost his whole face with his glove and you would just see his eyes. And it was just great look. And then later in his career, he just shifted his glove down where he just covered his mouth. Yeah. It wasn't nearly as menacing. I don't know why he did that. Why would you change that? It was one of the best glares when he had the glove covering almost his whole entire face. Uh, it was a bad change, in my opinion. <laughs> How are you going to diss this man's situation, dude? It Listen, pitchers are always trying to throw other people off. And, you know, the art of the deception and, and the disguise and all of that. So if it were the optimal situation for a pettit, you, you can't argue with the Hall of Famer. I can argue with him because... He, of course you can. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll find a way. <laughs> but it's a, I'd be like Craig Kimbrell. You know how he leans over and has this odd look into the catcher? It'd be like if he completely changed that. You're like, dude, what are you doing? That's your calling card. Why would you change that? How about if somebody, if he figures out that some kind of way he's tipping? Well, that's fine. I mean, if we're going down the pitcher lane, Ryan Dempster, he used to shift his glove in a funky way to hide a pitch. That's fine. If there's an actual benefit for it, great. What benefit is there from covering most of your face to just covering your mouth? How does that benefit you exactly? It doesn't. You should have stuck with the first way. It was better. Hmm. According to you. Okay. All right. We sit, we shift right back to, go ahead. You were uh, building your argument against my brilliance, why the Seahawks should trade the dynamic, the outstanding Russell Wilson, who will be... 32 years old going into the 2021 season. Meanwhile, Trevor Lawrence is like 21. There's a decade-plus difference between the two. That's why I say get Russell Wilson out of there. Get Trevor Lawrence in. Yes, it's a major risk, but I think Trevor Lawrence will be a franchise quarterback. I think he'll be the real deal. And all these other worries and concerns, they poof, magically go away as long as he's the real deal, which he will be. But you go ahead, George. You argue against my sound logic. First reason, financial. Just the the idea that you would take $39 million and then $26 million Mm -hmm. in dead money Mm -hmm. is just foolish. Like, I mean, that is... That that in and of itself is foolish. So, and then the uh, second reason is the fact that you are taking a known quantity, a Hall of Famer, who you yourself said that has nine more, at least nine more seasons left in the NFL. Well, I said which, five hold, elite hold on. seasons. Five elite. Yeah, so you said nine seasons, five in the top five in the NFL. 
So why it like if you cannot make any sense <laughs> I have. of trading I've away made perfect sense. You just disagree, which is fine. You don't have to agree with it, but it so, makes perfect sense. You are mortgaging your future. You are mortgaging your Super Bowl potential, and it makes no sense. Like it I, does. I can't. It makes plenty of sense. All it all that has to happen is Trevor Lawrence to be a franchise quarterback. Which Just he will a franchise be. quarterback. No, he's got to be an elite quarterback to no, it for it to make sense. No, it doesn't. Because the quarterback is the most valuable position in all of sports. So if you have a Hall of Famer, you don't trade him for a good guy. You don't trade him for a good quarterback. You do if he lasts for a decade longer. Yeah, absolutely you do. Look at the no. rest of the division. This is important. Look at the NFC West as it pertains to the next decade. There's a guy named Kyler Murray who's pretty good, who's going to continue to get better and better and better. So would you, you rather be, have Kyler Murray or would you rather have Russell Wilson today? Today going forward? Yeah. If it's next year, if I can get one more year out of Russell Wilson, which I would be getting in this Trevor Lawrence situation, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I would I'm, rather have Kyler Murray oh, for the next silly. decade plus. I get, listen, we need to change change topics because you are clearly trolling, and and I'm like, not there's clearly no, trolling. There's no would, other way. There is the no other here, way. I would rather there's have Trevor no Lawrence way. over Kyler Murray. But the point I'm making is, you've got to think not just about the 2021 season if you're the Seahawks. Exactly. You, you just said he's got five. Season you said he's got five years as the top as a top five quarterback. Right. And he's top two right right now. How? D- whatever, man. You're just I, like, not listening. It, you're not. You're not listening. It's kind of like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, I don't know if you've been there, George, but my favorite part of the whole museum. There's a wall, and they just have negative comments. There are whatever. There are media people, and they're just trashing a band or a great artist, and they're like, this guy sucks. He's no good. And then you see how brilliant their careers were and all the success that they had. There are some ideas that are outside the box, and they are just people are throwing tomatoes at them. Like, oh, this stinks. What are you saying? This is unconventional. A lot of these outside-the-box no, ideas un- hit, they work. No. And no, what I'm and- saying about Trevor Lawrence, who is an elite prospect, if he turns out to be a franchise QB, you are actually winning. No, yeah, you got to eat $78 million in dead oh, oh, cap. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, worth it. it. it is Everything good to, is it worth is it if you have him every- for the next 15 years. If you spend $78 million in dead cap money, you, it's a can't, bargain. Build- no, you can't build a bargain. team. Bargain. That's a bargain. Well, you go back before this is the, the definition salary cap. of somebody not letting common sense get, no, get no, no. away to argue. You go back before the rookie wage scale, and you know this guys like Sam Bradford, Matthew Stafford, they're getting broken off. They're making huge money before the rookie salary wage scale was implemented. Now that we have it, you can do something radical like this. The only argument that makes sense against my brilliance here is if the salary cap drastically shrinks because of the pandemic and if there aren't fans in attendance if the salary cap if the belt tightens greatly okay then this would work it doesn't make sense whether the belt tightens the belt loosens if there is no belt if you got a drawstring (laughs) this is the most that's wrong foolishness that's just flat out wrong no that like there is you can't find 
one person in the this is this is how I know that this is troll worthy that this it's is not. bait oh it's that not. this is bait because no, there's not. you couldn't find one other single person in who knows football oh, I've seen I've, at I've all. found someone I've found someone before Frank Schwab he covers the NFL for Yahoo Sports I threw this out at him during the week and he was like yeah you know I I don't know that they would do it but I I, I see where you're coming from. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, you're out of your freaking mind over here. What are you saying with this foolishness? It, or it's Swab did not want to offend you. He oh. was trying. He was trying to be courteous, uh-huh. to have some professional courtesy. Okay, that's, that's why he was. said it the way he he's said. from the Midwest. He's nice. That's all it was. That's what it boiled just, down to. Okay. Listen, listen. I facts are facts. Okay, all right. Coming up next with the Geico Studios. What should the playoff format? look like a couple of things to consider as far as that goes i'm brian no he is the uh the stubborn hands at 10 and 2 playing it safe don't take any risk george reister keep it locked right here on fox sports radio there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. One of the many reasons we love Don Brown. Never know what he's going to dust off here with the rejoin music. Good choice by him, George. What's the most random thing you love musically? What is it? I'm curious real fast. Oh, dude, I love country music. I am a... A a lot of people wouldn't expect it coming, but I... Dude, on my playlist, like, so me and my wife, a little behind the curtain scene, uh, me and my wife go walking every morning. We go on a walk, we take the kid, like, the the, uh, baby... All of that, right? 
and when we go, I am country musicked out. Like I, I take a little, uh, a little portable music box with us, and I'm playing Luke Combs, Lady Antebellum, Dan and Shay, Marin Morris, Old Dominion, Florida Georgia Line. Like I'm all over it, bro. Look at you, man. Do you ever walk and listen to like Slayer and Pantera? You ever do that? Who? <laughs> That's gonna. Do, do, I my, think that has to happen na- next week, George. My neighbors would probably call the police on me. They'd be like, <laughs> "I, who, who is bringing this racket and this ruckus, trying to disturb our peaceful neighborhood and our peaceful walks?" Dude, yeah. If if you want me to get the police called on me, then yeah, yeah. Have have me banging that. They'll be like, "Yo, we're on a walk." You'll get people mad at you. They'll say, listen, we're on a walk. It's trying to be peaceful. You can't play that. You're making too much noise. Like this is a peaceful time. You're being inconsiderate to others. That's the type of thing that you get when you listen to metal. I don't think that's how it would go down at all. I think you get people stopping by and saying, hey, you're George Reister. Can I get your autograph? I think it would be a door opener. I don't think it's the cops. And you go worst case scenario with metal. It's outrageous with you. Dude, like no. Unless you're playing... Red Hot Chili Peppers, some Aerosmith, or like that. That's the only kind of racket music that people are going to be, you know, embracing to, that they're going to be endearing to. Okay. All right. Let me ask you this. Play the hits. That's the rule. Play the hits. Well, hopefully, hopefully your logic gets back on track here with uh, what you were just talking about. It was craziness. But I got to ask you about the NBA postseason format. So the NBA is talking to Disney, maybe getting the teams over there in Orlando. Let's take it piece by piece. Like Denzel said in Man on Fire, piece by piece, right? What postseason format would you like to see? There have been discussions about, hey, maybe we have an extended pool of teams in the postseason because the regular season is going to be cut down. So you want to see like a play-in tournament? Yay or nay? Thumbs up, thumbs down on that, George. No. Uh, I agree. Well, actually, actually I'm, I'm in on a playing tournament for the last couple seeds, like especially in the Western Conference where you have a dog fight and you don't know who's going to make it. So I'm in on a playoff and I'll play in there, but out on a play in like the Golden State Warriors should not be able to make the playoffs because technically if they could make the playoffs, they could make some noise. I mean, like imagine if they got in as an eight seed. Clay Thompson, because he's been out a year and three extra three and a half months, clicks uh, Curry's back healthy. That whole team, that whole team could push the Lakers to the brink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Adding in Wiggins and no, you add in Wiggins, Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Clay's Pascal, not coming like, back. He's not coming back for that. Why not? He's not going to push it. Why? He Why wouldn't would you? have to push it. He's been out over a year. Like it like a- ACLs don't take that long. Like had But um, you think this, he's not gonna miss a step. He's just back to Clay Thompson immediately. He's been able to like Clay's been playing basketball and shooting for months. Like th- th- this isn't like a oh, he just came back today or a couple weeks ago. Clay's probably been so he got hurt in like May or June, no, sorry, June of last year. Okay, all right. He's but probably here's the deal. been back playing basketball for, I would imagine, 
too much. All this doesn't matter. Let's cut through it because Golden State is dead last in the NBA. They're 30th out of 30, okay? So unless you're opening up the the play-in tournament to everybody, they're not invited. They're out. Get out of here. The the play-in tournament should be for the teams who are still mathematically alive. Okay, all right. So we've got a couple of teams that would qualify for that, a handful of teams that would qualify for that in the West. Like Here, okay, look at the East. Orlando is, they're five and a half games clear of the Wizards. They're seven games clear of the Hornets. There shouldn't be some play-in tournament there. Like, we're good. We've got our, our eight teams in the East, essentially. No one's catching the, the magic. Now, in the West, there's... I'm okay with it. Goodness, there's the Blazers, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs. They're all within at least four games of the eight-seeded Memphis Grizzlies. So you want to see a play-in tournament with all those teams that I mentioned chasing the Grizz? I say no. I say no to the play-in tournament. Get out of here with that. And also this, George, we talked about it. If you look at, Steve mentioned it in one of his updates, the NBA is looking at, Having these teams, they can't exceed 35 members. We're talking players, yeah. coaches, staff members. Typically, it's around 50. If you do the math with the 14 non-playoff teams as it stands right now, if you say 35 team members per team, that's 490 people. About 500 people you're bringing over there, which are about 500 candidates to possibly get the coronavirus. I'm not chancing it. With the playoffs. Dude, I don't know how you keep it to 35 with players that are going to be, you know, like 15 of them. And then you got uh, staff and all of that. That's yeah. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I wouldn't go down that road. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, a change that is sorely needed in the NFL. George, I want to take I want you to take us down Reister memory lane. Okay, a little story time right. with George Reister. Here's what I want to know from you. They've been replaying some of these Mike Tyson fights this evening. It's on ESPN. I'm just flipping around channels and watching, like, you know, vintage stuff. And I'll see some of these fights with Tyson, and he'll deliver these shots. We were talking in the 80s here, and some of the dudes he was fighting, they had to think after getting hit a couple of times, like, my life is in danger right now, you know? Yeah, they're like, I don't have to do this. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm in serious trouble right now. And I'm curious, going back to your playing days, Oregon, the NFL, when was the time when you went up against somebody and you were like, this is a different dude? Like, I'm actually in danger of getting hurt right here going up against this guy. Did that ever happen to you? No, never, never, not one time. But it did happen with Mike Tyson, though. With uh, with the guys he was fighting, like no, those no, no, guys were- no, no, no. It happened with me, okay, and Mike Tyson. All right, what happened there? I was in Las Vegas. I was at the Bellagio. I was there with my then girlfriend, and we decide to go. We're we're going to go see O, the uh, the uh, show, uh-huh. and um, the uh, Circus Soleil show. And I and so we're we're walking in. Everything's fine. Everything's great. And then uh, there was like there's a section where you can either go to the right, to the left, up some stairs, sort of, or you can go um, straight through the casino straight to a O. 
And so I figure, and so I see Mike, Mike Tyson and he has, he's with two other dudes. He's got a sniffer in his hand full of some brown liquor, you know, cognac or, you know, something along those lines, brandy, something along those lines. And he, and he looks and he says to some other woman, uh, he grabs his genitalia. Mind you, I'm a Mike Tyson fan. Yeah. But this is before he got himself healed up emotionally, spiritually, all these things. So uh, he grabbed his gen- gen- genitalia and looked at a woman and said some crude words, right? Uh-oh. Okay. And I was with my girlfriend at the time. She had on a short dress, all these things. And so I have a choice. I can either walk like 30 seconds out of my way. And, you know, go around this madness or walk straight through it. And and I'm sitting here like, okay. so if I walk straight through this and Mike Tyson says something to her, grabs her or does something profane at the time, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, he we are going to go around this because (laughs) this is the optimal scenario, because if Mike Tyson comes comes at you funny like i i got to go home with you so i only got two choices i either got to fight mike tyson or i got to just let whatever happens happens and then i've lost respect in the relationship for forever and i remember i went back to jacksonville i was playing in jacksonville at the time i told a couple of my teammates what happened and they were like oh you so weak Uh you oh you you back down man i wouldn't have done that i'd have just walked straight through and whatever i was like you're a liar (laughs) you're either a liar or you're an idiot like i i I felt like i made the optimal scenario but then maybe you brian brian know who say i play it too close to the vest probably probably would say i was playing it too safe right no man it's look (laughs) this is mike tyson and I'm sure it wasn't Mike saying, you know, five seconds before he made this decision, like, hey, girl, you look good tonight. I- I'm sure it was no. pretty wild, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was so, super wild. Like, I can't yeah. even edit it out. Yeah. So, look, I get it. I understand it because you're right. If he says that to your girl, you've got no choice. You just basically have to take a beating. Because you can't be like, oh, well, come on, man. I mean, was that really called for? You know where it's going to go and where it's going to end up. I'm, my only question is, did you play it off a little bit? Like, hey, let's let's go over here. Did you explain why, or did you no, just no. take a brief detour without it? No, being no, explained? no, 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 no. She she knew, and she was like, yeah, this is the right move. Like she okay, yeah. she seconded it, and yeah. I was just like, yeah, this is the like. I am a man who feels like that I'm a confident man and, you know, big, strong, fast, been a professional athlete, all this. When I believe that if I got in a fight with most men that I would win. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. And I'm not easily intimidated. However, when I saw those videos of 50 something year old Mike Tyson <laughs> hitting the bags, I was like, yes, yeah, still the answer still no. Like the answer still to go like if faced with that same scenario, sure, yeah. even with 50 year old Mike Tyson, I'm still making the same exact decision. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, man. I get it. I think it's really easy to play the card of you're weak, dude. But yeah, if you're in that same situation, it's it's a different ball game at that stage. By the way, with Mike Tyson being 53, he looks awesome 
in like eight second clips. It's it's impressive what That's he's doing. That's all it but would take. Look, That's man, some people take. are taking this way too far. Which oh, he's back. No, he isn't at all. Are you kidding he's, me? If, he's back if he had to fight. Uh, Evander Holyfield, who's talking about coming out of retirement, he's not back if he had to fight, you know, Anthony Joshua, who oh, who, who I think has a glass yeah. jaw, who if he b- breathed on him, he might fall. But but how about still, Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder or one of those dude, dudes? Like no chance at all, no, none. Nope. Sorry. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Good. Nope. I'm he's just. I mean, there there's a point where your greatness, where you run out of talent. And where like age catches up to everybody, that's why Floyd Mayweather is smart enough to not get back in the ring unless it's against a UFC fighter where think, where where yeah. he has an advantage. I just think it's funny where how long have we talked about Tiger Woods not ever being able to return to peak Tiger Woods? You know, it, that's who, obvious. That ship has sailed. Who rational thinking human beings? Oh, like, oh yeah, no- yeah. No, no. I, I, I was never under any preconceived notion that Tiger Woods would return to like right. peak peak right. Tiger. But yeah. those people that said he would never win again, I oh, was right. like, that, on, that was like, too far. Stop. Yeah, it was somewhere in the middle there. But we've talked ad nauseum that Tiger is never going to return to winning like four majors in a row. That that's never going to be what he gets back to because of age. Like, why would we know that about Tiger? And then look at Tyson, who's a boxer. This isn't even, this is a completely different sport where stamina and all, all that comes into play. And you see an eight second clip and you're like, he's back. Really? Are you serious okay. right now? It's crazy. Okay. So here's a legitimate que- question for you. Okay. So why, so why do you have that same trouble? You, Brian, Brian, no, admitting <laughs> that about Tom Brady. And his season last last year, and you want to blame it on every single thing oh. except for age. Look, man, because look at his quote-unquote weapons. When you downgrade from Rob Gronkowski, who's one of the better tight ends in the history of the game, and you have the two-headed monster of Matt Lacoste and Ryan Izzo, coupled with rookie Nikhil Harry and whoever else, Philip Dorsett out there, uh, starting to being broken down Julian Edelman, the weapons matter. We can't act like he was out there with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin last year and wasn't Weapon, getting it done. The supporting cast matters. Weapons do matter. But let's not act like that Tom Brady fans aren't the same people that for years weren't weren't like, this guy can win with two paper clips and a, and a, and a stick of gum if you give it to him. And that was looked at as a badge of honor for Tom Brady. But now all of a sudden, it's a, it's a oh, he's got to have his weapons, otherwise he can't pr- perform. You know, like the excuses are like no-no bounds for Tom Brady at this point in time. Well, but you're also, you're comparing a 42-year-old guy to a 20-something-year-old guy. That's a big difference. So, yeah, Brady needs a few more weapons at this stage of his career. Okay, so so will you admit that his play has declined? Yes or no? It has, but uh, there are reasons why. Uh, like, you can't act so, like the supporting cast has nothing to do with his right, production declining. Right. But but then you'll trade like this, this is where things don't make sense. You'll what? trade uh-huh. uh Tom uh you'll trade Russell Wilson for uh-huh. uh for Trevor a, Lawrence who's over a decade younger. Yeah, all and, day. 
and and who you have no idea whether he's going to be good, good or not. You think he's going to be good, but eh, he may get in the league and mail it in. You never know. Do you really think that's going to happen? What's your honest, your gut feeling, what Trevor Lawrence is going to be in the NFL? My gut feeling is that Trevor Lawrence will be a good NFL quarterback. I don't think he's Andrew Luck, Mm -hmm. like where it's a sure thing. I think that he's got a shot. I, 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 but I'm not trading anything else. But the, but, but the whole point is, uh-huh. is that you would trade Russell Wilson, who's a Hall of Famer in the yep. in his prime. Yeah, the that, prime. That that sounds sexier than it really is. He's got five years of peak production. Like prime sounds wait, like he's wait, gonna wait, be around if, for the if, next if, ten years. He's not. No, he's no, not no. gonna have prime. If you have, it is prime when you are five years when you still have five years in, uh, left of being a top five quarterback. Uh-huh. You are in your prime. Like th- those are your prime Super Bowl winning years. Yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm willing to trade him for a is, guy man. who is over a decade younger, who projects to be a stud in the NFL. A franchise quarterback, if you can have a franchise guy for upwards of a decade when Russell Wilson's play is dramatically declining, yeah, I'm taking that deal. And I'll be one of the few that that makes that deal because there's a lot of risk involved. But as I've said before, as long as Trevor Lawrence turns out to be a legit quarterback, franchise guy, this is a bargain. Oh, oh Okay, give me a an equivalent of a franchise guy that that you that you think because I think he needs to be a an elite quarterback that he needs to be a top five quarterback for this deal to make sense. But I don't you think just so. said I think he production just needs to be a wise, franchise. I'll give you a guy. I'll give you okay. a guy. Look at Deshaun Watson. Top ten guy. Solid. What are you talking Very good. about, dude? He's still in like like his young years. Like you don't know yeah. what like D- D- Deshaun Watson at this point in time is arguably like one of the young guns in the league and going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So what's wrong with that? Deshaun Watson had 26 touchdowns, 12 picks last year. He was good. He isn't this, you know, top three guy. He's around the top five. He's probably a top 10 guy. Like if Trevor Lawrence is giving you production along those lines, you take that all day. You take that all day over the next 15 years. Over five years of peak Russell Wilson. That's how I look at it. Like It's just funny to me where it's met with, this is outrageous. This is insane. But you know as well as I do, it could work out. It no. isn't that outrageous. It really is No, 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 no. It is outrageous. No. Like, oh, all right. So you you, you are the, the, the people who draft in the NFL draft, uh-huh. who draft by a player's potential. And his ceiling, and those franchises who draft by by ceilings regularly miss the playoffs and regularly mm, lose. Yeah. You have to the the most successful Tell that to the, franchi- the Chiefs who took a big gamble on Mahomes. And uh, paid off that that wasn't just they they hedged their bet because they had a good legitimate starting quarterback. They hedged their bet. There is a difference. You draft by a player's floor. And not by their ceiling, because the afford- hey man, as long as I know when Russell Wilson's play is declining and Trevor Lawrence one of the better quarterbacks in football, just remember, just remember your words, George. When I send you text messages with actual words in them and saying, uh, yeah, "George, what do you think about how this played out?" You remember know? it, write it down, 
Okay. Take a picture. Okay. And we're coming to you live I'll from the Geico. if you need to. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, coming up next. There is a change that is absolutely needed. And I also, I extend a bit of an olive branch to my guy, George. I'll do that around the corner. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard. Won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. All right, George, you say no to the fourth and 15. Instead of an onside kick, you don't want to see teams maintain possession after a score by just converting fourth and 15. You think it's a little, what, cheap, a little hokey? It. It's this idea that that all that by making the games closer in the end that you increase fairness or something else. Like it's not like teams teams like oh well the, the onside kicks are only converting at eleven percent. They shouldn't be converted at a high percent. It's a low percentage play because you because you didn't play well through the first fifty nine minutes or the first three quarters and three. Qu- three and three quarters quarters of the game. You didn't play well. So now you want an opportunity, a chance to redeem yourself. How about no, I'm not giving you that. Like you, you just got to live with your 11%. How about I say, well, if I play devil's advocate here, 
How about I say, hey, just stop them on fourth and 15. You should be able to do that. Why, do you, why should why should I have a bleeding heart if you don't op- stop the other team on fourth and 15? Exactly. Why should we have a bleeding heart for a team that didn't play well for three quarters and now they want a, a now they want an opportunity? No, sorry. Nope. Should have been better earlier. Not my problem. Okay. All right. I I hear what you're saying. My whole point is this. If they do say yes to this proposal that if you convert fourth and 15, that's basically the new school onside kick. If they do that, I still don't want the onside kick to go away completely because I think there is value with a surprise onside kick. There have been numerous times in the history of the NFL. Goodness, they had the uh, correct, yeah, the yeah, old yeah. school. I, Remember the the comeback from the Bills over the Houston yeah, Oilers? They went surprise onside in that game. It was replayed the other night. I was like, and, I would hate for that to be gone from the game. And so did the Saints in the Super Bowl. Yes, I don't want the surprise onside gone. That is perfectly because that is gamesmanship. That is surprise. All of that. But when you are, but that's not because you are down in the game. No, you were, you're playing well and you're trying and you see something. The only time teams that do a surprise onside kick is when they see an advantage. They, they see that a team is either that their front men are leaving too early and they're not looking or that their alignment is some type of way that they feel like they can take advantage of. I'm all in on gamesmanship. I am all out on pity. I am all out on, uh, <laughs> on, you know, the, uh, trying to give you a shot. No, you don't deserve a shot. You had a shot. You blew your shot. I'm just curious. And I don't want to get you completely sidetracked here, but I, just real fast building off of that. Where did you stand and where do you currently stand on the Hack-A-Shack? Remember that? It was talked about for a long time. And I'm just curious with this, hey, no pity for you people. Make your freaking free throws. Was that the way you looked at that situation? Remember when that was a whole thing and, you know, some said, hey, uh, we shouldn't bail out bad free throw shooters and others said, oh, this is bad entertainment value. And I always said, you're bailing out defenses. Like You don't have to play defense. You could do the lazy thing and foul the bad free throw shooter. You're bailing out defenses. I was just curious, like real fast, what you thought about that whole conversation. Oh, about the Hack-A-Shack? Yeah. I, I am in on the, uh, the Hack-A-Shack because it is part of the game. Okay, like, all right. It is within the rules. If and and also you actually put the other team at an advantageous situation because they can score without having to uh without having to run an offensive set without having to do any of that. So and if you make your free throws, you dominate the game. So yeah. I I do and like the taking away to Hackershack, I don't like it because it puts a um, it takes away one of the important pieces of the game, which is making your free throws. Like, I don't feel bad for Shaq not making free throws. I don't feel bad for Dwight Howard or or Jared, I mean, well, uh, Dudley who couldn't shoot mm-hmm. free throws, right, right, any yeah. of these dudes. I don't feel bad for you. Make your free throws. Eh, it's weak. It's a loophole. They're t- I have no problem with the strategy because the NBA, it's an NBA issue. You got to change that. 
Because we can't go to the park in normal times, George. And like, if we're on the same team, just say, hey, that guy sucks at free throws. Let's just follow him the whole time. The other team's like, dude, let's play basketball here. <laughs> so I don't think it should be different in the NBA. But I was it just curious what you thought It is part of basketball. I mean, at the, at the park, you don't shoot free throws either. Right. You actually have to defend. You actually have to play defense. You can't just follow for a poor free throw shooter. But that's why it's always talked about. I don't know. I was just curious what you thought. Okay, if we get back on track with the NFL, this is a proposal I think should go through. The eighth official, a booth umpire, which would be oh, acting like a sky judge. Oh. I love this, George. We need someone in the booth. It's embarrassing that if we see a replay in the comfort of our own homes and there's a call that's just blatantly missed and we know it's missed and the NFL has no process in place to correct it that's bad you get a guy in the booth it worked great for the xfl all these people that think about the slippery slope and what what could it lead to what's bad look at what's good you can correct blatantly missed calls why is that a bad thing it's not bad at all it's great okay so i am in on it being used if it is labeled like only for egregiously missed penalties yeah like it, the, the word egregious has to be highlighted and known that way people don't expect a mere like potential pass interference to get called or to right. get re- reviewed no it's got to be the saints type of deal where there was a clear yeah a clear um uh pass interference or or there was 12 men on the field yeah. or something that was just egregiously wrong that needs to be fixed then i'm in on it aside from that nope don't go get to tinkering exactly i don't want the ticky tack calls <laughs> we don't need it to be perfect but the big picture stuff that's got to be right goodness you think about uh, you know every now and then lee robert delaps green bay packers pop into my head last year Trey Flowers of the Lions, he got called for, what was it, illegal hands to the face on the offensive lineman that was blocking him. The wrong call, twice. And the Packers benefited handsomely so, see, from that. See now, see, now that I do not want. Oh, got to be changed. Got, no way. That was huge. See, that kept the drive alive. You and it are, wasn't the right call. You got to change this that. Exactly, change this is exactly why they should vote it down. No. Is b- no. because... You're gonna want oh it oh that wasn't a hands to the face that was he, he was on his throat like no dude you're it going wasn't to, even on that it was on his shoulder you, pads you are like, going it's totally to illegal. Ex, you are going to expect this sky official to change the outcome of games and to and to yeah. find these little bitty uh, no ticky tack rules no and no. Th- no no I'm saying that that's what people are going to expect. And it should only be used in situations where there is a like an egregious pen. I mean, just just outside of the realm of possibility. Otherwise, <laughs> the expectation is going to be that this guy judge is going to be, you know, like adjudicating minor penalties. Nope. And that's why they undid the um, look. I'll say this, though, real fast. Sometimes minor penalties have major consequences. If we're talking a game-altering situation, if it's called on the field hands to the face and it wasn't hands to the face and there's a sky judge, you better be fixing that. 
Cry because if the, it could be a ticky tack call. If a major implication, yeah, change it. If it's obvious, if it's blatant, change it. Change Cry the call. River. Get it right. Nope. Not nope. feeling it. All right. No, I'm not calling re- replaying ticky tack penalties. There is a human element to no. the game. The Stop human trying. element can jump in a river. There's no charm to the human element. There's no charm to getting things wrong. It is that played can be by corrected. imperfect people. Oh gosh. Called by that is judged and officiated by imperfect people. Get over it. You know someone who is perfect? That's Steve DeSager at <laughs> no, no. executing updates. No pressure, <laughs> no, no, Steve. No, no, no. But uh, he's going to spin us around that right is, here. That is calling me inhuman. We are all human. In fact, the sport of baseball is the perfect example for how, how human we are. There's an actual category on every scoreboard for errors. They just assume that the game is played by humans and something's going to go wrong tonight. Not in updates. That's There's <laughs> no E in the, the scoreboard for updates, Steve. I've been around long enough. There have been a few E's. I don't know. Maybe nobody else is listening. But let's start with the big NBA news which is potentially great news for NBA fans. Hardly done. Many details remain. But the NBA itself, this is not some rumor, the league itself said today it plans to restart the regular season in late July near Orlando. The league is in talks to use Disney's sports complex as the lone NBA campus. All the practices, all the games, all the housing would be there. This is a place that includes a 5,000-seat arena, which also hosts an annual college basketball holiday tournament. It has two buildings with six basketball courts each. It is a 250-acre campus, larger than some towns. What about the availability of virus tests? That's to be decided. Determining how many workers from each team will be allowed, that's to be decided. But you would have all 30 basketball teams stationed there in a more controlled environment. The league will hold a board. Board of Governors call on Friday. The NBA sent a survey to all general managers to get their thoughts on formats to restart the season and playoffs, according to The Athletic. Geico has introduced the Geico Giveback, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. The NHL player reps last night approved restarting with a 2014 playoff this year instead of the usual 16 team. NASCAR is in Charlotte tomorrow night for the Coca-Cola 600 on Fox TV, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And there's another charity golf exhibition Sunday in Florida. By the way, the PGA Tour is set to return June the 11th without fans there in Fort Worth. Germany soccer season continues with three more games tomorrow live on FS1, still with no fans in attendance. And an update on the two new football stadiums the NFL will be having this year. The update on the Raiders' place from the Las Vegas Review-Journal this week is that Allegiant Stadium, as it's called, the project officials there are dubbing it the fourth quarter of the construction process that the crews are on track for, quote, substantial completion by July 31st. And things are going well in Inglewood, California, for the L.A. Rams' new place that the Chargers will share. They were due to have three summer concerts to help open things. Of course, those have been postponed due to the pandemic. But... The construction has continued. This is a $5 billion project because so much is going on outside. It's not just a stadium, but the focal point of the stadium is this Oculus, as they call it, the video board, a circular video board, 120 yards with content shown on both sides that will be raised up to the about the level of the upper level. It's been raised off the ground about halfway up so far. They're still working on it. The plan is for the Rams' new stadium. The first event will be a preseason game mid-August between the Rams and Saints. Back to you. This is it reminds me of college football where – 
college's version is like Penn State will add X amount of fans in attendance or here comes Michigan and then there's Tennessee and now it's just <laughs> video boards in the NFL like there's Jerry World now here come the Rams off the top shelf and our board is bigger than your board right isn't it the uh, equivalent of college attendance what's going on in the NFL I am in with you on that buddy like every everybody's trying to show off everybody it's it's a you know they're trying to you know, show, show their dominance. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like being out in the wild with the, with, with the animals. Everybody wants to show, <laughs> Oh, I've got the biggest checkbook. I've got the biggest screen. I've got the biggest, uh, heart attack waiting to happen in the, in the, uh, in the concession right. stands. Yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> no, and an update from the Ram stadium. They've apparently now finished enough to raise it up to upper level height and they're yeah. getting ready for mid August. Of course, imagine if that first Sunday night game, which oh. is due to be Rams Cowboys, right? That's the uh-huh. highest rated time slot the NFL has. What if there's, there's not a full stadium or any fans for the first Sunday night I game in it. a new stadium? They got to interview Jerry Jones. Like, Hey, Jerry, what do you think of this majestic New video board over That's here. That's okay. They don't have the art we have. I can see where this interview is going. <laughs> We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Now, George, I want to extend an olive branch to you here. All right. Now, it's going to start off on a different kind of path for- <laughs> Okay. You said earlier today, which was outrageous, that Peyton Manning had the better career than Tom Brady. That's crazy. No, got- no, that is that is not what I said. What I said is, is a better player. Yes. Okay, better player. Still outrageous, ridiculous. He's got a third of the rings of Tom Brady. But but that's not what I want to focus on here. Okay, we get back to the olive branch being extended. So Tom Brady, the nine part docu series, is in the works for ESPN entitled The Man in the Arena, Tom Brady, scheduled to hit your TV screens next year. I'll tell you this, George. I don't know how I'm going to get through this thing. Just based on the trailer, I could barely get through a minute. And I'll just give you the synopsis where Brady's like, you know, I I was faced with this obstacle, but I, I persevered and I ate my vitamins and 110%. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I... I think it is a going Peyton to be Manning cli- documentary. Cliche. Yes, I think the Peyton Manning doc would be way more interesting than the Tom Brady doc. Are I, you with uh, me on that? I one hundred percent agree with you there, and because Tom Brady is too buttoned up to yeah. really let us behind the curtain, unless unless he's going to do it the same way he did that Howard Stern inter- interview. That is the only way that I want to watch that. Aside from that, it is going to be a snooze fest, buddy. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think about the Peyton Manning story. There are some really interesting. That's got family. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Think about the family aspect. You know, the pressure that comes along with the Manning name. Yes. You get an injury. The HGH allegations. There's so many things to get through. I know you got deflate gate and spy gate and all these other things. And you get Tennessee. What, what, what really went, went on with the mooning incident or whatever it was Uh like, dude, you get family legacy history. You get Archie, Eli, 
and Peyton plus the plus the brother, the pressure to do this that would be far more interesting than the underdog story. We get it. You yeah. weren't you were one ninety nine. <laughs> we're we're gonna know what 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 happened with you, how you were feeling, pulling outside of the lineup with Drew yeah. Henson at Michigan. Yeah. Okay, it all worked out. You married yeah. a supermodel, we get it. Yeah, unless he's calling out Belichick or there's something that he says. I I, I don't know. I'm nine parts? Episodes. Nine parts, dude. Nine. Dude, um, dude in, uh, unless it is the Patriots dynasty. Right. Like, you, you can't make nine parts about Tom Brady. He's not that interesting to make <laughs> nine parts. I'm with you, man. So we can agree. The better player would have the lesser doc, right? Brady's the better player, but Peyton would have the better documentary, right? So we're in a- agreement on that one. No, we? we're definitely not in no. lockstep on that, dude. Okay. Right. That, right. that was a nice try, though. All right. I appreciate that. I tried to sneak that in there. I, you know, like Mm-mm. the backdoor cover in sports when you're gambling. I went for the backdoor agreement. It didn't nope. work out, but I tried. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, a little bit of a guessing game. I find this interesting when we look at these sports that are coming back. Something that's tied to the players. We'll get to that around the corner. I'm Brian No. He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, it includes your FICO credit score. And checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Top of the hour. Arnie Spanier, Aaron Torres, keep it locked right here. I have plenty to discuss. I got a question for you, George. I was just thinking about this. Are we doing too much in terms of sports ideas right now? It's like, hey, here's my idea for a play-in tournament for the NBA, and maybe we should have fourth and 15 yes. replace the onside yes. kick. It just seems like an ideas fest right now. Yes. Dude, uh, what did they uh, say that? An idle mind. Well, I, I I come up with a quote. An idle mind comes up with the greatest conspiracy theories, and mm. an idle's hand, an idle hands is is where the devil's work goes on. Same same thing. That's where the devil's ideas come up about sports. These ridiculous rule changes. Oh, I got a great idea. You know, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Did this start with Major League Baseball? Because that was the sport where the plans were leaking left and right. Where it's like, hey, we might have these 10 teams in this area and these other 10 teams here and these other 10 teams. Think about all the MLB rumors about what the season would look like should it start. I think that's what started this whole ideas fest, right? I mean, think about initially it was going to be Phoenix. Everybody was going to be there. And then it was like, oh, no, we're going to have three different spots. And it was, I don't know how many different ideas we've had with MLB. I don't know if other teams are like, hey, we got to get on this ideas train over here. It is like the movie Ar- Argo, where uh, where they came up with the idea to make the movie. And, and they have that line in there where it says, oh, uh, th- th- this is a this is a bad idea, and he, and they go, "Yep, this is the best bad idea that we have." <laughs> like that's kind of what 
teams are up against now, like they know that these ideas aren't great, but they're like, well, do we, do we have an alternative at this point? And until somebody comes up with a better, bad idea, we'll just keep going down this path. Yeah. Okay. So let's do a little guessing game here. All right. Let's go prediction time. I was thinking about this. If sports resume, we're talking NHL, NBA, both those leagues are, they're in the works. They're progressing toward their seasons resuming. And also MLB, they're doing everything they can to hammer out an agreement and start playing baseball games again. If we go league by league, George, let's start with the NHL because they're trying to hammer out this 24-team playoff format. And it looks like it's going to happen. If that's the case, how many players do you think would say, hey, I don't think it's quite safe. I've got a family to consider. I'm not going to come back and play. How many NHL players do you think would say that? I think that if the players are going to be kind of quarantined like they are, like the NBA plan with Disney World and all of that stuff, I think you're going to have a higher percentage because they're they're going to be willing to be away from their families in the NBA and the N, and NHL simply because they're so close to the end of the season that being away for a month or two mm-hmm. is not as big of a deal as it is for baseball where you would be asking people to be away for an entire season. So like it, I think that you're going to have if you are looking at players like a, just a count it's going to be the number of players who have pre-existing conditions because mm-hmm. there are people with you know diabetes, asthma, what whatever else that is considered a pre-existing con- condition. So those players are going to be out. So that may be like two or three percent of the league. And then if you're playing on planning on doing things like normal, then anybody who's direct family members who live in their their house. Are, are in that vulnerable community, I think that those are the people that are going to, you know, be out. So you might have another three, four percent. So maybe seven percent, maybe. I mean, yeah. just a, a wild guess. I'm curious because you take golfer Adam Scott. Now, I know that's an individual sport, but he said, hey, man, I may be back in July. He's expecting to miss the next seven PGA Tour events because he's not comfortable with the COVID-19 guidelines issued by the tour. Yeah, but so I just wonder at team sports, how it's, many it's players more the travel, yeah. like, like I think for, for players, That's true. like truthfully, it's more the travel than it is the actual participation in the sport. Well, I think too, where you're talking about, I mean, there are differences galore. This is where the details come into play, George. You know me, I'm a stickler for details. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you're paying attention to him now. You you are coming along, Brian. No, and I yeah. appreciate it. But we've talked about and we don't know what it's gonna look like. The details do matter here if we're trying to predict how many players say, Hey, I'm just gonna say no thank you. I'm not gonna come back. I just ju- just too risky right now. I've got health issues. My family. Joe Ingles from the Utah Jazz. Um, there have been other players that are like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about this whole thing. So I think that the location matters. They're talking about just Orlando for the NBA. They're talking about maybe two hubs for the NHL. That matters. Like all those details yep. do matter. For the MLB, they're talking about playing it in empty stadiums at these all these MLB Stadiums here, they're not talking about hubs right now at all. 
And then come in, 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 in turn, you're talking about travel. So it. Yeah, that's like the, the travel is going to be the issue. M- mind you, players don't go in and out of the airport the same way that other people do, but you still have to get on, on buses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, fly on planes. And like people are going to feel. There are going to be a certain percentage of players who feel completely uncomfortable because they're like, ooh, I don't know about uh, about that. By the way, George, before we get out of here, this is uh, something that caught my eye. I think it's fun. So Eli Manning, he's on Twitter now. He's finally joined Twitter. Tom Brady. Oh, that's a, that's a must follow. Uh, yeah, right? I know. Oh, what, What's Eli going to say now? It's going to be witty. He's going to be calling people out. Yeah, I hear you. Tom Brady wrote, welcome, Eli. In typical fashion, you never showed up until the fourth quarter anyway. So is that more of a diss or is that a compliment? Because, of course, the fourth quarter matters most. What do you take that as? I take it as a a brotherly compliment. And it's kind of a it's a diss and a compliment because it's like, yeah, he showed up big time. But at the same time, where where have you been? Yeah, I like a compliment diss. See, we're making words here tonight. Everybody have a good one. We'll catch you next week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.